Hey everyone, I am glad that you are here today. If this is your first time or maybe your first few times and you're not sure who I am, my name is Chip and I'm the lead pastor at The Orchard and I'm particularly excited that you're here with us today for the second week in our series, A Good Start. And the reason that we came up with such a creative name for that is because this series is all about helping you get every day off to a good start by building some really important habits in your life. And obviously, this is a sermon series in a church, so some of the habits that we're going to talk about in this series are pretty obvious. For instance, last week we talked about prayer. This week we're going to talk about reading scripture. Those are two very obvious habits that you would hear talked about in a church. But don't let the fact that they're obvious distract you from the fact that they're very important. And just because they're obvious, it doesn't take away from their importance. In fact, I don't know that I've ever met a mature, fruitful, strong, discerning Christian who is not regularly engaged in prayer and daily scripture reading. And I don't think this is a coincidence. In fact, I'm convinced that prayer and Bible reading are absolutely essential if you desire to be a fully devoted follower of Jesus. And when I say scripture reading, I don't mean just occasionally. I don't mean you're having a bad day so you find a verse of the day. I mean someone who is radically devoted to learning, studying, and obeying the Bible. So, during our time today, I think it's helpful if we really drill down on two specific questions when it comes to the daily habit of Scripture reading. The two questions are why, why should we study the Scriptures, and how, how do we go about studying the Scriptures? I think kind of wrestling with those two questions will help us as we try to build that habit in our life. So the first question, why should we be devoted to the daily reading and study of Scripture? Well, it may surprise you. It may not, but I think the answer to that question of why we should study the scriptures are actually answered in the scriptures themselves, specifically in Psalm 119. So if you got your Bible, go with me to Psalm 119. It's going to be about halfway in the middle of your hard copy Bible, or if you have a digital version, it'll be easy to find. We're going to look at Psalm 119, the first three verses specifically. So if you got it, read it with me. Psalm 119, verse 3. It says this, how happy are those whose way is blameless, who walk according to the Lord's instruction. Happy are those who keep his decrees and seek after him with all their heart. They do nothing wrong. They walk in his ways. Now, I would encourage you, if you've got time after we're finished today, read all of Psalm 119. The psalm in its entirety is really all about the scriptures. But for our purposes today, wrestling with the question, why should we read the scriptures? I think there's some pretty compelling answers here in these first three verses. And the first one is the most important, probably the most obvious. Don't miss it there in verse one. It's the reason we read the scriptures are because they are God's instruction for our lives. Look at verse 1 again. How happy are those whose way is blameless, who walk according to the Lord's instruction. So when we want to know what God has to say to us in our lives, we find it by reading the scriptures. Scripture is the voice of God in our lives. So if you've ever wondered, what is God's will? For my life? Or what direction would God have me take in my life? Or what choice should I make in this decision? The answer to all of those things are found primarily, if not exclusively, primarily in his word. I think that's so awesome for us to hear is that these scriptures contain what is God's will? What direction should we take? What choices should we make? All of that God has given us 
in his word. So when we talk about why should we read the scriptures, it's because this is speaking with God's voice. But secondly, and maybe something that we don't talk about enough, is that scripture is the only place that you find those things. That may be a big statement for you. It, it probably should be. But it might be the most missed out on or misunderstood idea in Christian circles today. The idea that God's truth for your life is not something buried deep within your heart that you discover as you look inward. Matter of fact, look at what the psalmist says in verse 2. He says um, in verse 2, Happy are those who keep his decrees and seek him with all their heart. That idea of seeking God with all your heart helps us understand that the truth of God is not something we find deep within ourselves, but it is something outside of ourselves that we have to search for and discover. God's truth is objective. The truth of God is not something that is subjective to every person, every individual, and is different for us all. The truth of God is something that is objective and unchanging for all of time. And because of that, it is something that we must discover, not something that we just imagine for ourselves. But we discover God's truth and we discover it in his word. Now, what I've experienced is most people not discovering God's truth, but just hopefully coming up with God's truth. They'll say things like this, Chip, I think this is what God wants for my life. Chip, I think God wants me to do this. Chip, I think this is why God would. And they have all these things they think. But because of Scripture, we don't have to think. We can know. We can know what God says about specific decisions. We can know what God says about specific situations. We can know the objective truth of God as we discover it reading the scriptures. Now, maybe you're thinking, well, if it's that simple, then why do Christians disagree on so much? To be fair, there are differences in interpretations of what the scriptures say. Right? Like we can read the same scripture, most, most of which are very plain, but some of which we can interpret differently. However, in my experience, most Christians don't base their beliefs on a different reading of what scripture says, but on a total lack of awareness of what the scripture says. See, it's not that you spend time saying, well, I think because I've studied the Bible, this is what it means. You don't study the Bible at all. You just think off the top of your head because this is what my heart feels. This must be what God thinks. That's not how it works. As followers of Jesus, we are not to shape our views, beliefs, or direction of our lives off of what we hear from our friends, off what we see as we scroll TikTok, on what we read from Twitter or watch on Fox News. As Christians, we are to build our lives on the truths that we have discovered in the scriptures. That's why we read them. They speak with God's voice and we won't learn his truths apart from it. But the good news is, is not only does Scripture inform us of God's truth, but simply by reading the Scriptures, we are transformed into that truth. Look at verse 3 again. Verse 3 says, Those who keep His decree, seek His heart, they do nothing wrong. They walk in His ways. And one of the best things that you'll ever hear is this. As you read the Scripture, it not only informs you of God's will for your life, but as you read the scriptures, you are supernaturally empowered to live 
that out. So why do we read the scriptures? Because it speaks with the voice of God in our lives today. Because we don't know his truth without them. And because as we read them, we are changed more into his image. But see, I think that's only half of the puzzle, right? Maybe I don't have to convince you of why you should read the scriptures. Maybe you're just struggling with how. Chip, I just really don't know what I'm doing. I just open my Bible and read. I mean, I think that works, but I feel like there's more to it. Well, let me just take a few minutes as we kind of wind this down and share with you some very practical hows that you can use when it comes to reading the scripture in your life. First thing I would say is this, get your mind right. Your attitude that you have when you approach the scriptures really does matter. And far too often I see people who approach scripture reading for the first time or maybe the first time in a long time with a very defeatist attitude, right? Well, Chip, this is so hard to understand. This is not something I enjoy. I'm not sure it's relevant. I'm not getting much out of it. And they have this attitude and they approach the scriptures that God is not going to bless. See, what you need to know is that scripture is not some ancient hidden code book that takes years of your life to crack. Yes, it does take time and it does take effort to study the scriptures and understand them. But what you need to get is that this is God's voice for your life. God wants to speak to you through the scriptures. God wants you reading the scriptures. God wants you changed by the scriptures. So this is not something he is hiding from you. This is something he is giving to you. Get your mind right. And the number two Pray for a hunger. Look, I'm going to shoot you straight. If you have never read the scriptures before, it may not seem like something that is very enjoyable that you're looking forward to. Now, I would say if you have been a Christian, but there is no desire for the scriptures in your life, then that's a red flag. But the truth is, just transparently, we've all been there. I've been in a place in my life more often than I want to admit when I don't have a desire to be in the Word. And when that place comes... Whether you're a new Christian or you've been a Christian, it is 100% okay and encouraged for you to pray, God, give me a hunger for your word. God, grow in me a desire to read the scriptures. When I have found myself in that place, oftentimes I will fall face down before God and say, God, give me a new, a fresh, a deep hunger to be in your word, to know it, to study it, to be changed by it. So ask, God, give me that desire. Third thing is this, set a schedule, make a plan. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I've kind of come to the place in my life where I have reluctantly realized this is just the reality. Look, I'm a go with the flow kind of guy. I like to build the airplane while it's in the air. I love to just take life as it comes. But what I have found is I have grown up and gotten older and it's just that important things don't happen accidentally. Man, we just have to be intentional to do things that are important in our lives. And scripture reading is no, uh, is no exception to that. We have to be intentional and set a schedule, make a plan if we're going to devote ourselves to the reading of the scriptures. And one of the ways that I've found this to be helpful in my life and in the lives of other people is if you want to start the habit of reading the scriptures, find one thing that you do in your life every day and do this before that. Let me give you an example. When I was in college, and I was really trying to build this habit in my own life, one of the things I would do in my dorm every day, you may think less of me, 
is to play Tiger Woods golf on my Xbox. Every day, go in, play Tiger Woods golf. Well, I decided that I needed to build this habit of daily scripture reading in my life. So every time I went to turn on that Xbox, I asked, have I spent time in the scriptures? And if the answer was no, I did this before I did that. And I found that to be a helpful tip for a lot of people. There was one guy though who said, Chip, I don't know that works for me because I don't do the same things in my life every day. I said, well, do you eat breakfast every day? Nope, don't do that every day, all right? Do you take a shower every day? No, I, I don't do that every day. Do you brush your teeth every day? Yeah, I brush my teeth every day. Well, then before you take the cap off of your tube of toothpaste, open up your phone and read the scriptures. It's simple, but it's helpful. What is something you do every single day? Do this before you do that. But then, not just setting a time, but really making a plan. And when it comes to making a plan to read the scriptures, there's really two things you need a plan for. You need a plan for what to read, and you need a plan for how to read. Now, the first part of that, a plan for what to read, is pretty easy. If you have the Bible app on your phone, it's called Version. There are a multitude of plans out there that will take you through the whole Bible, that will take you through parts of the Bible, but it is a systematic plan to read the Bible. Use that. If you like to use a hard copy of the Bible when you read, that's probably a great idea. We're going to talk a little bit about that next week. But then you can even print off, this is what I'm going to read today. You can follow that. You can buy Bibles that have plans in them. Or at the very least, maybe just pick one book of the Bible at a time that you're going to read through. And you're going to read in that book till you're done with it. Make a plan for what to read. Don't just open the Bible because it'll fall to the same place most of the time, right? Make a plan. But don't just make a plan for what to read. Maybe more importantly, make a plan for how to read. And that may be a wholly new concept to you. And one of the ways that I've encouraged people to make a plan for how they read the Bible is something that is tested true. It's been around forever. Don't even know who came up with it. It is called SOAP. S-O-A-P. And what it stands for is Scripture, Observation, Application, Prayer. And really quickly, what that looks like is S, Scripture. Read the Scripture. After you have read the scripture, O, make observations about what you just read. And those observations are primarily going to revolve around looking for three things. Number one, are there principles that you can discover? Principles of God's truth that stand the test of time. What principles did you observe? Number two, not just principles, what promises are in there? Are there promises of God that you can hold to that you found in the scriptures? God says, if you do this, then I will do this. What promises are there? And then three, maybe most important of all, what commands from God are in there? What does God say, do this? Or God says, don't do this. What commands? So read the scriptures, make observation. What principles did you see? What promises did you see? What commands did you see? And then A, application. Figure out, write down, how do I apply this to my life right now? Not generically, very specifically, what does this principle look like? How can I hold to this promise? What command do I need to do today? And then P, pray. God, help me to live out the truth of your word. I have found this incredibly helpful in my life. I have found it helpful in the lives of many people that I've taught with over the years. It's not just a plan of what to read, plan of how to read. Soap, scripture, observation, application, prayer. And then after you read, 
track your progress. This may not seem like a big deal, but I think it is because you will be surprised and you will be encouraged of what you can accomplish as you track your progress reading the scriptures. If it's on the YouVersion app, it tracks your progress for you. If you are reading through books of the Bible at a time, check them off in the table of contents as you go. Or if you're using soap, actually write that stuff down in a journal and then a month later go back and see what all God has done in your life. Tracking your progress is really important. And next week, we're going to spend some time talking about why doing this distraction-free matters. But I just want to encourage you, read the scriptures because it's God's voice that you need to hear so you know how to live. And then as you read it, you're changed. And then go about it with a plan and with a purpose. But I want to encourage you in this. If you have tried to build any habit in your life, spiritual or otherwise, one of the best mindsets that you can have is never be afraid to start again. So if you have been following Jesus for a while and you have fallen out of the habit of reading the scriptures, don't be afraid to start again. Don't be afraid to pick up and say, all right, here we go. And if you're starting for the first time or you're starting over again, I can promise you at some point you're going to miss a day. But missing one day doesn't mean you have to miss two. And missing two doesn't mean you have to miss a week. And when you miss a week, look, don't be afraid to start again. God's word is so important for us to be a fully devoted follower of Jesus, that this is a habit you need to build in your life. If we can help, reach out to us. We want to talk to you. We want to partner with you. We want to come alongside and encourage you. But this is a habit that not just gets your day off to a good start, but it is a good start for a lifetime of following Jesus. Let me pray for you. God, Thank you for time today to look to your word, to talk about your word. God, I pray for my friends who are watching this, that you would even now begin to give them a hunger and a desire for your word, that you would encourage them to build this habit that will bear fruit in their life for years to come. God, thank you for your word. Bring us to it. In Jesus' name we pray.